Stephen Guilfoyle, founder, president of Sarge 986, is with us now. Sarge, so glad you were able to join us on a day like today. I know as a pro trader, I've known you a lifetime, it feels like, on Wall Street. I know that these um, are tough days for folks. They feel like they're losing money. They're concerned about COVID, but they often end up being great buying opportunities as well. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this sell-off and how you're positioning yourself at this point. All right. I mean, I came in a little bit lucky. I was positioned correctly for this, so I'm not under the pressure that people might think coming in, coming into a day like this. I'm not so sure this is the buying opportunity that others think it is. It, it might end up being a buying opportunity, but I, I think it could take a little longer than a day or two. I think it could take up to two weeks. That's not so long BioNTech said it could take for them to get data on whether or not the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine works against this new variant. So I, I think it will take maybe into mid-December before we know if we can go ahead and have that year-end rally that we've been expecting. So I think, I have I been buying today? Yes, I have been taking some, making some measured shots here on the buy side. But I don't think to just go out and buy every name on your shopping list Black Friday. Well, also, if you had a stock and it's cheaper now, you could always buy a little more and then bring your purchase price, you know, and average it down a little bit, as you said, right? You don't go and bet everything, but you could make some smaller bets such as that. Um, Are there certain sectors that you think at this point now made you better than others? Would you invest in certain ones? Well, I would avoid financials right now because with the yield spreads compressing, I don't think that's exactly where you want to be. Uh, we all know entertainment and lodging and travel are under pressure. That, what you just mentioned, having a, a little bit of a situation with a stock coming in that you already own, I have that situation in Disney. I would love to buy Disney at this price, but I'm not sure we're not going to go lower on Monday or maybe even Tuesday. So what, what I did in Disney, instead of buying shares here, I went out two weeks to December 10th, and I bought uh, the 148 calls that expired that day, and I sold the 155 calls. You know, I'd still to measure my cost a little bit. So that's for a net debit of about $2.30. So what I'm doing really is risking $230 a contract, a spread, to try to win back $7, come back in about two weeks' time, rather than just go ahead and buy the equity, which is expensive for retail traders, $147, $148 a share. So rather than just add to my long position in Disney, I'm playing it that way. I think there are some people, too, who felt that this was an overdue sell-off anyway or something was coming as we started to see some breakdown in stocks overall of late, right? So this will be the third week in a row, for example, that the Dow will have a down arrow. Um, And as you said, as they investigate this variant more, it's going to take them time to know how infectious is it? Is it resilient to the vaccines? Um, And that may take two to four weeks to really get a handle. So what happens during the next couple of weeks in the markets, right? Well, we have to watch what the Fed says, what uh, watch the true the futures trading in Chicago regarding the Fed funds rate. Uh, Right now, they haven't really moved all that much, but I think we're all thinking that the Fed's going to have to adjust if there is a lot of uncertainty regarding this variant moving forward. I mean, Pfizer said that if they find out that they really do need to adjust the mRNA vaccine, the, the wonderful thing about that technology yeah. is that they can do so within 100 days. But that doesn't get us through the winter. That We still have a tough winter. Europe still has a tough winter, a lot less travel. So I, I think what the Fed could do if they were creative enough, rather than reducing, rather than tapering $10 billion worth of treasuries every month and $5 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities every month, they can do it the other way around. 
because we all know that buying mortgage-backed securities has probably been inappropriate monetary policy for a year now. So why not, if you're going to add a certain amount of liquidity, why not support the federal government in, the, in reducing their costs rather than okay. support a market that doesn't need it whatsoever? Okay, so switch it around is what you're saying. Um, tell me about, as you know, obviously you're waiting to see what happens next week. You're not saying bye, bye, bye today. Um, as I made a point, buying opportunities usually come out of these kinds of dips. It's no, you can't really tell which day. Uh, we were watching 46.20 earlier on um, the S&P. So what's your advice to folks over the next week or 10 days for people who want to put some money to work? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, what I'm bullish on, okay? I'm still bullish on semiconductors yeah. going forward. I think that they have price power. They, they will survive whether we do or not. Uh, to put it harshly. Uh, but, so I still like the NVIDIAs, the AMDs, the Marvel Technologies, the LAM Researchers, Integris, TRT, which is Trio Tech. It's a, it's a much smaller company. What they do is testing and burning for the semiconductor industry. Very important firm, in my opinion. I also like some under-the-radar growth names, DMYQ. It's, it's a SPAC. A lot of folks have not really heard about it. Uh, they have a deal coming up within a couple, couple weeks here with Planet Labs. They're bringing Planet Labs public. That's Google Maps, if you don't know what Planet Labs is. That could be mm. huge. IonQ, I-O-N-Q, quantum computing, a big favorite of the Sarge. Redwire, space technology, and it's pretty much in a class of its own. So you can look at buying some cheaper stocks. These are all under $10, these kinds of stocks, where you can maybe – get along a few shares of these, and if it doesn't work out so much, maybe in percentage terms you'll get hurt, but you really have more, in my opinion, risk to the upside. So as I, I love it. I love that you bring us the things that you are bullish on and that have potential, and even um, in the SPACs and some of the newer names. But as yields uh, slide here, Bitcoin sells off, VIX is jumping, um, jitters in the market. We're getting jobs report next Friday. Um, what's the big takeaway here? Is it just do everything slowly? Do everything in, you know, incremental in, incremental out. Uh, know where you want to go. Know where you don't want to go. That means have target prices. That means have panic points. Be disciplined in your approach. You just mentioned cryptos. Yeah, I'm one of those old fogey type guys who kind of missed most of the crypto move. So what I want to do is I look at what I look at Ethereum. I think it's more useful as a currency going forward, as a potential currency, than maybe Bitcoin. Would I like to buy some Ethereum? Sure I would. Do I want to pay 4000 Are you buying some today? I am not. It got under 4000 which got me a little bit more interested. I think I can get 3500 for it within a couple of weeks, so I'm going to hold out. But I, I'm going to kick oh. myself if it goes up from here. But I'm going for 3500 in, in Ethereum. Right. I'm happy to see you, Sarge. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving holiday and a beautiful weekend ahead. <clears throat> Thank you very much. And I like that call bullish on the uh, semis, too. Thank you, Sarge. Stephen Gilfoyle, Sarge 986. Thank you.